Uh, hello and welcome to a new podcast that just kind of formed out of nothing. It is called The 100 Yard Grill. Uh, we are the football chefs. I am your host, Chef J. And I am Chef Z. Yes. We are here, I guess. Uh, what are we here for? We're here to talk about... What? We're here to talk about football. Oh, okay. All right. Well, well, if that's the case, then. Uh, yeah. So we're uh, starting a podcast about football and we'll be doing weekly updates talking about what's going on the latest buzz in the nfl we'll hit you with some what if scenarios here and there we plan to set up a way for you guys to be able to communicate with us eventually so maybe something on our instagram page we do a you know a q a or something like that there's ways to figure it out i don't instagram well so um <laughs> but you know uh, we want fan interaction we want engagement and uh so we're going to do our best to make that um, a, a fun thing for everybody to do. Uh, I also, uh, we'll be do- doing a- going around the divisions, doing predictions, playoffs, uh, talking about awards. Uh, you name it, we're talking about it. Sometimes we'll just go down the rabbit hole of football. The last time I talked to Chef Z, oh man, it was about 40 minutes and we ended up getting into statistics from 1938. So uh, it's, it, that's the kind of thing that like we could get into on here. Um, so, and we just hope that we could do a good job and maybe make you laugh every now and then. And, uh, you know, want to listen to it some more. Uh, so Chef Z, why don't you just hit me with something real quick and we'll fill this thing out. All right. So our, our one of our main topics for is, uh, we are going to be talking about uh dark horses for NFL awards for this upcoming season. We are not going to predict entirely wow. the winners of each award, but we're going to we're going to uh, both give uh, our dark horses for each award for MVP, offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, offensive rookie and defensive rookie of the year and comeback player of the year and coach of the year. So, oh, let's start off with MVP. I'm kind of curious Wow, who's your who's your dark horse for the MVP award? Oh man, my dark horse for the MVP. Well, here, let me give you who I I have like two definite like that um, as long as things go according as to plan and nobody gets injured. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, um, uh, I, I, he's an absolute freak of nature athlete uh, it, it, he blows my mind every time I, 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 it fails to amaze me um and i expect it, i mean the chiefs just got so much better too on offense they it, it's it's honestly if i didn't if i i feel like it's damn near impossible to go like undefeated in this day and age of football because there's so many so many different things happen now yeah so many so many teams have so many different skill sets in the right positions that in those crunch time moments they're able to like like the Panthers a couple of years ago, you know, uh, Atlanta, I think I'm pretty sure it was Atlanta beat them and they ended up getting the 15 and one record. Um, but it was like week 13 or I know it was later in the season, but still, you know, I just feel like those kinds of things happen. But other than that, like they would be undefeated. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I guess my second one would be uh, whew, Russ, of course. I, you know, everybody talks about how he, he's never been like even mentioned for it. And 
Um, yeah, he has never and, received an appeal uh, vote, actually, which is obs- Yeah. <laughs> Mind-blowing, isn't it? Mind-blowing, because Russell Wilson's obviously the future. Yeah. So... <sighs> was, but I'm pretty sure, like, Bobby Wagner received the MVP vote, actually. He did. No, yeah, it was, it was like, one or two. I think he had two, actually. Yeah, and, like... I think he had two. Um, I, I would look it up, but I'm a, a little preoccupied at the moment holding my phone. I don't know if I click out of this, if it's going to turn it off or not. Oh, but, um, uh, but yeah, so obviously Russell Wilson is going to be up there. I think uh, Seattle is a very good team who were able to get good free agent signings in, even though they lost Josh Gordon, which I kind of thought was unfortunate because I thought Josh Gordon and Russell Wilson this season were going to be a match made in heaven, Tyler Lockett. So, um, but that's okay. You know, the Seahawks, Russell Wilson can throw to anybody. So that's not a problem. Um, uh, and then I guess my dark horse for MVP, man. Um, That's a tough one. Ooh, how about this? How about this? Kyler Murray. Ooh, dang, you took my guy. (laughs) Kyler Murray, how about that for a dark horse for MVP, huh? Who's to say he can't do it? Happened with Lamar Jackson, happened with Patrick Mahomes. In the, for the past two years, our MVPs were second-year quarterbacks. Yeah, that's it. it so I, I can think about that. Think about that, yeah. and think about think about Kyler Murray compared to them when they were rookies. Aside from Mahomes' one game, but uh, and I I count that as a rookie season. Absolutely, some people want to debate that, <laughs> you know. But it's like no, that's that's like a rookie season. Uh, he played that year, so. But you look at Kyler Murray's stats, and they're really good. Um, the Actually, it was between him and Gardner Minshew, as far as, like, rookies go. Daniel Jones a little bit, but Gardner Minshew had some better stats than Kyler Murray did. Yeah. Um, but, but the fact of the matter is, Kyler Murray's obviously an up-and-coming quarterback on an amazing team. And he just got DeAndre Hopkins, and he has Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, Andy Isabella. And let's not forget Kenyon Drake, who I thought would be an absolute beautiful piece of the Kansas City Chiefs offense, by the way, during the offseason. Um, oh, yeah, I would have. I mean, that I would have said undefeated from there. But I do like I do like uh, I think it's Clyde Edwards Hellaire, if I'm saying his name right. I know it's a, I think it's Edwards. Uh, yeah. So uh, I do like that uh, draft pick for them a lot, though. Um, but yeah, I think Kyler Murray, he's built for success. They drafted, uh, Isaiah Simmons from Clemson, who was my favorite person coming into the draft. My favorite one, because, uh, I've been, I mean, I've been watching Clemson football for a long time. Um, I, I, I was around the South Carolina area a lot. So, um, it was always on TV. So I kind of just always watch them and I don't really have like a huge love for college football. Like I follow, that's the one aspect of football where i follow like a million teams like uh like oregon florida um uh i follow uh, you know everybody like looks at notre dame you know what i mean and uh like and then there's small schools but then of course clemson eventually you know you start looking at clemson and you, you you look at like how that team is and who they're becoming and you watch isaiah simmons for 
of um, how I forgot exactly how many years it was. I know it was, I don't want to sound stupid. How many years is it? Is four? He didn't play full four. I think he played three. Let me let me uh, look it up real quick. Shut up. Uh, but I, I I mean I can remember seeing him play, uh, um, at Clemson. What I think he was in that national championship that they won with Deshaun Watson, if I'm not mistaken. He was obviously in the one um, from 2018 from the 2018 season, but. Okay, he, he was redshirted his first year at Clemson in 2016. He played as a safety in 2017, linebacker in 2018, and then he had his uh, – he returned back to Clemson in 2019. So I assume that – Okay, so that's four, yeah, years. four years. Yeah, so yeah, so – okay, yeah. So I was uh, – okay, so my first thought, I was right. That's it. So yeah, so four years, he did – I watched him for four years at Clemson, right? And – and I knew he was a beast. And you, if you haven't seen any highlights on Isaiah Simmons, oh, I have. <laughs> you know, you need, uh, anybody, you just need to do yourself a favor and watch the way he's, he's the new, uh, at least from my watching him, he is the new Ray Lewis, Brian Urlacher, Luke Keekley, Patrick Willis. He is that he, like, he, but you get what I'm saying that like, he, you know how we had always had like, there was those two linebackers. Yeah. You had like you had lights out. You had Sean Merriman back in the day, and um, uh, Brian Urlacher, and you had Bray Lewis. So, um, and like now you don't. I mean, you have Darius Leonard, but really, I like there isn't like a huge standout middle aside from Bobby Wagner. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I mean, I there's a couple like Devin Bush is or Devin Bush that's in uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Is it Devin Bush? Yeah, I mean he's going to be an absolute monster too. But I'm saying Isaiah Simmons is he's going to be the one that changes the game because he plays he plays so well at safety. He's a lot like Cam Chancellor. Like imagine imagine Cam as, as like a better Cam Chancellor. Oh, Cam Chancellor, like the most underrated player. I know. No, oh my! No, no one, uh, like people f- tend to forget because, like you know, they had like Richard Sherman, they had Earl Thomas, but Cam Chancellor was one of the hardest hitting like players I've ever. And oh no, without a doubt, without I mean, he when he would come in off the blitz, and then you'd see him blitzing, and then like two plays later, there he is with either an interception or he's patting down yeah, a ball. Like he yeah. was just all over the place, and uh. In my opinion, yeah. Isaiah Simmons, he coming out of college, he he looks and from like the film uh, and like highlights I've seen, he's like Tyron Matthew coming out of college, but like taller, uh, more body. He's a massive human more, being more for a and, position he'll be playing. He's massive. Yeah. Like he's basically a, like a taller and better Tyron Matthew coming out of college. But that's. Yeah, pretty, like, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> well, do I? I don't know if I don't know if you can remember Taylor Mays. Mm, that name sounds back. Uh, he played for USC, um, and like um, I, Pete, I'm pretty sure Pete Carroll was the head coach. Um, but they were in, if I'm not mistaken, the Rose Bowl, 
And Taylor Mays goes to hit this guy who's going up for the ball. And there's another one of his teammates who's a defender who's like going up, like who's like going to contest it with the receiver, but he's kind of behind him a little bit. And Taylor Mays just lays the wood and knocks both of them out. <laughs> knocks both of them out cold. Um, he, uh, I mean, he led with his helmet, you know, but that was, I think this is back in like 06 or something yeah. like that, you know, that, him, like from USC, he looked, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, this dude played safety. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's that's just pure athleticism, but yeah, um. Back, back on. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Kyler Murray is my dark horse. Okay. So okay, and then uh, who who are your MVPs? Yeah. Um. So obviously, uh, Patrick Mahomes. You, you, there's if you want to debate against him, be my guest. I'm not going to be that guy. But hmm, uh, I do think. That Lamar Jackson can replicate his PC or not? I'm concerned for Lamar Jackson to be yeah, honest. But at the same time, when you look at how, oh, you're cutting out. Oops, my bad. All, All right. good. So when you look at the front office has treated him, you know John Harbaugh went from having Joe Flacco. Flacco, who is literally, he's known as a checkdown magnet. Okay. And yeah. He adapted often fit with Lamar Jackson within a year. That just right. not only how good of a coach he is, just how well that front office. Is. I'm. I mean, I guarantee. I'm, well, I don't want to say I guarantee you, but I, I definitely have a strong feeling that John was calling Jim Harbaugh his brother. While he was at Michigan, because Jim Harbaugh had Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick and ran a nasty uh, offense with a mobile quarterback using really both of them, but Colin Kaepernick would come in for more of the scrambling play, kind of like a Taysom Hill deal. Yeah. Um, but like that's how it went down with Jim, with, uh, yeah, with Jim Harbaugh as the head coach. So, you got it. I mean, like, I, I get what you're like. I do commend Harbaugh to be able, John Harbaugh to be able to do that. Don't get me wrong, but I'm saying, like, he definitely, I feel like he had to have been reaching out to his brother and being like, hey, I need some tips on how to, you know, what's the best way to work with this quarterback? Because uh, he knew, obviously, obviously, John Harbaugh knew who Lamar Jackson was supposed to be. You yeah. know, and he had him as as a good head coach. He had to make sure that was the way, um, which is that's great coaching. But since we're on the topic of John Harbaugh, I also feel like John Harbaugh should be fired this year if they don't make the playoffs. Oh yeah, I, I do. I do. I, I I don't. Anybody can say whatever they want about it. You know, they could argue uh, how far he's like how many. They haven't won a playoff game, uh, I believe, since. Oh. No, I think it's 2014. Oh, yeah. It's 2014 or something like that. They haven't won a playoff game since then. They haven't won one playoff game with Lamar Jackson either. 
Not one. They played San Diego last year. Well, the, the Chargers. They played the Chargers last year and lost. And then they played the Titans this year and lost. So, and Lamar Jackson was a starting quarterback in those games. And Lamar Jackson didn't really have a good game against the Titans either. Oh, so. Which, um, sorry to interrupt you, but. Um, no, it's all um, good. Uh, um, there was like an interview with uh, Action Jackson. And that was um, Lamar uh, said, um, which I, I respect the app mm-hmm. for him saying this. He said that we overlooked the Titans and we lost to them. He basically admitted they they looked ahead to the Chiefs, basically. You know, and yeah, that I I respect that because that that shows that he's willing to identify not only the problem, but he's more than willing to try and fix that problem. Like he in his right. rookie season, he admitted that you know publicly that ducks in his rookie season, and he he spent a lot of time in the off season to fix that up and. Look at what oh, happened. and he did. Thirty-six, and he did. He did. The pocket, right? Know? But yeah, the other thing too is a lot of it. A lot of his being able, like everybody wants to talk about his first two games last year that were good, but they played the Dolphins. You know, that was the Dolphins. He did that too in Week One. So yeah. and I'm not discrediting him. I'm not. I'm just saying, like, I'm. I'm afraid of the hype. That's what I'm afraid of. Like, I'm afraid. Like, you know, I feel like Lamar Jackson's a phenomenal athlete and can really change the NFL's narrative on quarterbacks that are very good at running. Like, yes, he obviously can do more than than he's more than a running back. He really is. Obviously, anybody who who wants to refute it. Um, he may have his flaws of throwing, but he can throw the ball. I saw him throw a ball to Marquise Brown last year between like three guys. So, um, like he can throw the ball. Um, I think he just, I think pressure is kind of his problem. It may pressure. It's like how the Titans were. The Titans, Vabral kept a guy on him on almost every single play. Yeah. It was either, it was either a, like a back, like a defensive back sometimes just a linebacker and they just kind of sat there in the flat. And so the rush would come and like he would roll out and there would just be this linebacker or this defensive, you know, just kind of waiting. So, um, which is obvious. It's smart football that he just found out. He was like, eh, he's like, I'm going to break this offense. It's easy. Watch, you know, um, it, Lamar Jackson did put up, um, a couple of like positive stats, but for the most part, they were all very negative. I wish I had my post on it. I could go. I'm a, like I said, I can't get out of this thing right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, but I think Lamar Jackson will be better. I I want, I want Lamar Jackson to be better. I um I I yeah I cause, because I I love <laughs> I love a quarterback that runs the ball. Oh my God. Um, so exciting, isn't it? Like yeah, because it's so unpredictable. That's that's what made me. I loved Andrew Luck so much because he was so dangerous with his legs and nobody knew it. Nobody knew it. Like he would just be like, ah, okay, I can't throw anything. And then he'd run. And next thing you know, he's 15 yards upfield. Yeah. You see the defenders like 
trying to like they're like how do we tackle this guy yeah, you know like, like- he's coming he, he's coming at you like at 80 miles an hour and he's <laughs> he's a massive human being and you're like what wait i don't know i wasn't Dude, expecting him to do this i, I thought he was just gonna throw the ball <laughs> yeah and he and he just eats hits and you're like what and he gets up he's like all right let's do it and it gets back in the damn huddle you're like wow like i i am so sad andrew luck isn't with us anymore i i really hope he comes back because andrew luck is one of my favorite players of all time he he was just him and him at stanford was and everybody knew you know everybody was like that's you know that's the next manning and the colts there they are and everybody's like it's the next manning and you know he went off his rookie season everybody is like i knew it you know (laughs) and he was just, he was so exciting. It was so exciting to like see him and um, like you, like just how like happy he is. Like with, you know what I mean? Like he's always like in his interviews and whatnot, he's very humble. He's very honest about the game, you know? So um, it, it, where it just feels like out of nowhere, like uh, uh, you know, people, I'm not religious by any means whatsoever, but you know, people talk about the second coming. It's Andrew Luck. Like, <laughs> because he's just so per- like it, to me, he just appears so perfect. He and and that relates to his football because he is. He can read the defense. He can he, his adjustments. The way he's able to just him with Ty Hilton, you know, and the way the, all the all the ways he was just able to transform the offense around him, just like Manning did, just putting pe- like p- pieces where they needed to go making the play happen. And if he had to run in 30 yards upfield out of nowhere, and you're like, why? (laughs) Why? How did that even happen? So, um, God, I see here we are down the rabbit hole. I don't even know how we got on Andrew Luck. (laughs) I think we were talking about, uh, uh, mobile quarterbacks and narrative. being Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, but those are, but yeah, so those are my favorite kinds of quarterbacks. The people that are like Andrew Luck or, even Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler is really good on his legs and people forgot about that too. So um but um but yeah back to the top. so yeah. <laughs> uh, those are my two guys. I can I can realistically see Mahomes and Jackson both winning well not both winning at the same time. Um yeah. both of them are my two front runners. I do have two dark horses. Okay. Okay. And it depends completely on health. If these okay. two are healthy, I could realistically these two actually getting MVP votes. Will they? Okay. We'll see. But my two guys are Carson Wentz and Matthew Stafford. Hmm. Carson Wentz is a bit of a no-brainer because he's Carson Wentz. You know. You- I'm a well. No, not for me. Oh. Not for me. Yeah. And no way. View. No, he he's not a no he's not a no brainer. For me, well, he's not healthy. I, I he hasn't played a single playoff game for the Philadelphia Eagles. Not one. He did play one, but he didn't. <laughs> what, what? What? No. When? Uh, it was this past season against the Seahawks. 
I thought McCown's played that whole game, or did he go out like pretty much right away and then McCown played? Because the game I watched, Josh McCown was the quarterback. Yeah, he got um he got hit by a Jadavion Clowney. I think it was in the first quarter. In the Jadavion Clowney. Yeah, Clowney was on the Seahawks. <laughs> oh, oh God! Oh my God! That's right. <laughs> I was like, huh? <laughs> That's right. That's right. He got hit like in the back of his head. He he went out. McCown went in. And... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Let, let me. Okay. Let me rephrase it. He has never finished a single <laughs> playoff game. How about that? That's that's completely fair. And and on top of that, how about this one? This will be better. He hasn't won a single playoff game. You know, he, he had not one. Yeah. Nick Foles won all those playoff games yeah. and that Super Bowl. Nick Foles <laughs> was the MVP. Nick Foles brought the Eagles back from all, almost just near playoff drought after being in the Super Bowl. I wish I had a better way to rephrase that, but I'm just going off the top of my head. Yeah. But Nick Foles took them back to the playoffs. Nick Foles willed an Eagles team to force the Bears to kick and have the double doink happen. And Nick Foles is the one who lost in New Orleans. <laughs> but, I mean, still, that's pretty far. A divisional round after being a Super Bowl champion and you're not the New England Patriots. That's not bad. But who did it as quarterback? Nick Foles. Okay? So, that's, that is – but here's what I'm saying, though. Carson Wentz, when he is healthy, is a very dangerous quarterback. He's a very, very good quarterback. But I will not put all my – I will not go all in on somebody when they have not won a playoff game yet. I just find it really hard to do. Yeah. Just like the whole Lamar Jackson thing, you know? I, I, just, I, I, I refuse to. I refuse to. I, I don't want to get my hopes up. So, But like I said, these uh, the reason why I emphasized uh, health is the main concern between my two dark horses is that if – okay. I'm not concerned about Matthew. But continue. I'm sorry. Don't, don't worry. Um, like, it, let's say both of them play all 16 games, and bo- like both of them have like their career year, basically. Right, right, right. Going right. to get some attention because, yeah, to me Carson Wentz, one healthy, he is phenomenal. Like you watch some of the plays he makes, and you're just your jaw just hits the floor. Like there's a play against the Eagles, oh. I will never forget it. <clears throat> He's literally like being tackled down, and like his knee is like about like an inch off the floor, and he's still throwing that ball like forty yards down downfield. Hey, real quick, just to let anybody know who doesn't know this, Matthew Stafford statistically has gotten better without Megatron. Just in case people want to argue that it was all Megatron. So <laughs> that's very good. I can't stand that. I can't. I really can't because, Matt, like, I, I'm not a Lions fan. Um, even though I said I commend them, I'm not a Lions fan whatsoever. I could care less about the Lions football team, but I do love their quarterback. <laughs> yeah, a lot. I, I, because he's a real quarterback. He, like Matthew, you, you just literally could go. Detroit could tell Matthew Stafford for so much money for loaning them out for like 20 million a game for playoffs. Like here, um, uh, Carson Wentz went down. Okay. Yeah. All right. Put in Matthew Stafford. Cool. Yeah. They're going to the Super Bowl they're going- and they're winning. It. 
Like, like you could put him anywhere. You put you put you put Matthew Stafford on the Colts last year. You put Matthew Stafford on the Colts this year. You put Matthew you put Matthew Stafford um the Bears and uh, on the Bears on the Bears. The Vikings I'm hesitant about because I feel like I don't know. I will talk more about the Vikings another time. I'm hesitant to say well, it about the, the Vikings. Vikings last year at least, in my opinion. Um, maybe. And um but I mean the Viking or not the Vikings obviously Green Bay, um, but I, but I think they're like the biggest teams for Stafford. It's obviously Indianapolis. Um, for me, um, I, I I try to look elsewhere, and I think of like teams, um, um, like the New England Patriots. Oh, the Patriots would love Stafford. Like, oh my God! Like, I know. Yeah, McDaniel's would be like Brady. Who? I'm about to win four more. Yeah. Like, because <laughs> that would totally happen. They would. You can book it. If the Patriots had Matthew Stafford, they'd win four more Super Bowls. Definitely. As long as Josh McDaniels was there, uh, in any way, shape, or form, even as a head coach, I don't care. As long as Josh McDaniels is coaching that football team, if they have Matthew Stafford, they're winning four. <laughs> Book it, like without a doubt. Matthew Stafford is a generational talent who is on a team that just wasted that just <laughs> that just wasted. They're like, we love you, but- our fans love you. Here's some money and just hang out. And you're like, <laughs> all right, well that's a lot of money. Uh, you're making okay. me the highest paid quarterback to yeah. stay here. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I gotta pay. For, I gotta pay for my vacation house and. Uh, Maui, so like, I'll, I'll take this to a hundred. Yeah, They're crazy. It's, I mean, it sucks it too, man. So sad. Like, imagine having like Patrick Mahomes before Patrick Mahomes existed, and just wasting him. Like, it's. Uh, it's, it's like, I mean, it's one of the- I I see Stafford. I see Stafford more like a um, kind of like a John Elway. Type, um, even though I, I actually can't stand John Elway, um, but I see him as like that kind of player where he's always there, you know what I mean? He's always, um, his team's a relevant team, he's able to take him, you know, in his like final years in the NFL, he was able to take him to two Super Bowls, or at least well, he was able to win two Super Bowls. I think they might have gone more with him, I can't remember, um. But I feel like Matthew Stafford would have been that kind of quarterback on any other team. Back in that time, think about how the NFL has evolved since Matthew Stafford was a rookie. Oh, yeah. Think about it. Think about what the NFL was like when they had John Kitna. <laughs> I'm serious. So think about the NFL. Dude, the Bears had Rex Grossman. I think uh, Tavares Jack- was Tavares Jackson, the quarterback for uh, the Vikings. Yeah, he was. That was at wait. And 2008. And yeah. Well, this yeah. That was maybe. I think that was one coming into town actually. Could be. Wrong. I can't. I can't remember. I. I. I'm. I'm trying to think of a time when Grossman, Kitna, and I obviously Favre, but I, I thought Tavares Jackson was maybe around for one of those or not? Because I. I feel like Tavares Jackson was on Madden. No, he was on Madden 08. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he had to have been around because I'm pretty sure Matthew Stafford wasn't on Madden 08. 
Yeah, no, Madden. Uh, well, that's because I see those rosters so much. That's why. Madden, <laughs> I know that. Yeah. yeah, that's. I was like, I was like, why do I remember it that way? But that's because all like I play Madden religiously, on franchise mode only. Like wow. I don't play other people. I just love to play the franchise, and I do it like I do it all the time. I play. I play Madden. Ninety-eight percent of my of the year, do I? Ninety-eight percent of my year, I play Madden. <laughs> the other two percent, I maybe find a new game and play it for a little bit. Like when uh, um, like I I waited a long time to get it, but when after I finally got Red Dead Redemption after like seven eight months of it coming out, um, I enjoyed that. I I enjoyed the heck out of it. You know. Okay, so, so Jackson was on the Vikings from two thousand six to two thousand ten. So yeah, around that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so yeah. Imagine that: John Kitna, Brett Favre, Rex Grossman, Tavares Jackson. Jeez. Right. It wasn't really that and then, reliant. It was more running. Yeah, and then you had you know Peyton Manning's a Colt. Tom Brady's a uh, Patriot who's you know kind of still sizzling after three Super Bowls. Um, <laughs> like, and then Matthew Stafford comes into the picture. And he's obviously ahead of his time, but he's put on Detroit. He's the undisputed number one pick. He was great at Georgia. So, um, and he just goes to a team that's like, we are just going to pay you a lot of money and you're just going to play nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like, I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah. How could I refute? So, Although I would say uh, as a Lions fan, Stafford has shown time and time again that he loves this city. Yeah. I don't understand why. Like, I, I will tell you. Like, I don't I mean, why because. Maybe he actually does. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know his background. But anyway, hey, um, uh, I have to, I have to get off because I got, I got. Well, who, who would be your uh, defensive player of the year? Defensive player here. So for my main candidate, it's it's no brainer. It's Aaron Donald. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, my dark horse is uh, T.J. Watt. Yeah. I really like his game. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot. T.J. Watt makes a lot of sense for a dark horse. Um, and obviously, Aaron Donald. I mean, I can't like you can't. It's hard to like argue against Aaron Donald and T.J. Watt being your dark, like you know your picks. But um, I think mine would be uh, for MVP. Wow. Um, that's a tough one to think about right now. I think there's uh, what you cut out. There's so many good candidates. Yeah, and there's so many good defenses too. Then it's it's like like the Steelers, like or T, you know T.J. Watt absolutely can be a dark horse this year. So um, I kind of want to say Jamal Adams, uh, but I all depending on how this whole thing is with his contract and the Jets. But I think yeah. if he does get paid. He'll be. He could easily be the defensive player of the year. Um, yeah, and then my dark horse would be Derwin James. 
Ooh, I take it you're you like the safeties, uh, I, well, you? yeah, Derwin James, Jamal Adams, or Eddie Derwin James, Jamal Adams, Eddie Jackson, um, Isaiah Simmons, of course. But uh, those three, uh, I think they're just so talented, um, and they're yeah. so and they're so elite on on their own levels. You know, like Eddie Jackson uh, is is so good in the pass game, and um, Jamal Adams is too. But Jamal Adams. Also, just he just knows how to play. He's like a hybrid, you know. He's where he can yeah. he knows how to play heavy, and he can get up there and he he can get in your face. He can he can bat down the ball, and it's um he's a yeah <laughs> yeah. And Derwin James is kind of the same way. I was really bummed that he got hurt last year and didn't really get to play much, yeah. but um. No, yeah, so uh, Jamal Adams and then Darwin James is my dark horse. Yeah. Nice. All right, so uh, offensive, player of offensive player of the year. Um, blah, wow, wow. Uh, There's so many good offensive yeah. players, too. <laughs> if, I mean, Green Bay got Devin Funches in free agency. Uh, who's a reception yeah. machine? So, uh, I think even though I wanted Green Bay to draft a receiver, I think Green Bay with Devin Punches and uh, Devonta, Adams, uh, I, I think that's pretty dangerous. And pl- plus, you know, Aaron Rodgers with Devonte Adams, that's really all he needs. So, um, and they have a running game, so he doesn't always have to throw. So I, I, I think, I think if Aaron, if the Green Bay Packers turn out to be really good this season, I think Aaron Rodgers can be the offensive player of the year. Um, and uh, my dark horse for it, ooh, uh, I guess I don't know. I don't know if it's really a dark horse. Uh, I'm going to go – so, whew, okay, I kind of have two. Uh, Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley. Um, really just depending on uh, which one has the, like, more outstanding season there because I, I think – I don't think the Giants are going to be um, close to, like, Philadelphia. Uh, or And Dallas, I mean, depending on how everything is going down when – with Dallas, um, I, I still find it hard for the Giants to be better than those teams. But still, uh, they have Daniel Jones, they have Saquon Barkley, they have Darius Slayton at receiver, they have Evan Ingram. Like they have a lot of weapons on that offense. They do, which is really, really interesting to like talk about. Yeah, team, especially because when you look at the offense, they look like a powerhouse. Yeah, like, they honestly do. They have, they have Golden like, Tate too. So, oh my god! Yeah. So yeah, they have so many. Like, the offense is built on speed, and it, it's really fun yeah, to watch. yeah, it is. It, Especially, I love. Oh yeah, so yeah. Much. Oh, he's he's tremendous. It's so much fun to watch him play football. <laughs> oh my god! I love yeah, him. <laughs> um, I think. Yeah, I think but either of one of them can be a dark horse for offensive player of the year. So what what about you? Uh for me, my my main candidate for off, uh, offensive player of the year, it, it has to be Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. 
in my opinion, he was definitely snubbed last year because, you know, 1,000-1,000 is mind-blowing, you know? It really is. And if he just continues to improve his game like he has, he he already is the best uh, running back. Uh, Yeah, as of this moment. And on top of that, he can put on weight. Oh my god! Like he could put on weight, and we we all saw what happened when he put on weight. I think, I've, yeah, he, I think I've seen like him actually do putting on weight after quarantine. Well, whatnot, so yeah, just, he's still putting on weight. But I'm talking even entering last season. <laughs> I remember seeing a picture of him around. It might have been exactly a year ago. It was in the summertime. If my memory is, you know, if I'm not completely crazy yet. Uh, but it was a picture of him working out, and he's wearing like a hoodie, but the sleeves are cut off. Or like I forgot what he's wearing, but you can't you can't really see his face that much. But you see his arms, and you'd swear it was JJ Watt. Oh my and God, yeah. and you're like, huh? And then you read, and it's like Christian McCaffrey, and you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he is. I mean, I, I kind of feel bad that I like I didn't even think about putting him in there, but. Um, I'm really, uh, I'm really basing my verdict for Christian McCaffrey on how Matt Rule does. What kind of coaching Matt Rule is going to do with McCaffrey? Because, um, I'm not saying that I doubt doubt Matt Rule or Christian McCaffrey. I'm just, I don't know. I want to. I wonder how he's going to be used this time. Because obviously, last year they were like, "We suck. Just give it to CMC." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, I'm really, I'm really curious, especially to see him with Teddy Bridgewater, even though I would love to see PJ Walker starting for the Carolina Panthers because that amazing season or those amazing couple of games he had in the XFL. So, um, I think PJ Walker, I, I was really, there was a couple of teams that was really like, you should go and get him. And one of them was the Saints, but uh, I mean the Saints. They chose. Well, I mean, <laughs> whew, I'm telling you what, Jameis Winston could come right out of New Orleans, a killer. He yeah, could come uh, out a killer. That that that'd be pretty fun. Yeah. Jameis, like one of the most frustrating quarterbacks I've 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 seen because. I, okay, this is like a very high comparison, but he's like Brett Favre, but he's just – it's more turnovers. You know, he, he has like the finger arm and the ability everything like that, but like he just keeps turning the ball over. He, I, Jameis Winston, I don't know. I, I, I find it really hard. I, I found it – when he was coming out of FSU, I found it really hard to like have faith. Um. I, and especially going to Tampa, but, um, you know, he, and he has been good. I mean, he was the league leading passer last year with over 5,000 yards and he was 30 for 30 touchdowns and interceptions. That's a legend. And it just, it's, you're like, what, you know? So it's frustrating. Yeah. To see. Like you want to eat, but it's really funny that he doesn't. Yeah. So wait, so all right, so we did your offensive. Um, do we? So we did your pick. It was McCaffrey, right? 
Okay. Yeah. So who's um, your dark horse? Ooh, that's kind of... Mm. Okay. Let me think about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's hard, I want to say Julio Jones. Julio Jones? I don't know. I just feel like... I don't know. Something about... I'm seeing what he's been able to do with, like, poor play calling. Like, uh, he, he Obviously, he has Matt Ryan, but at the same time, he hasn't had... Oh, oh man. I I think I think it's reversed. I think Matt Ryan has Julio Jones. But um I know I mean Julio Jones is it you can understand why. It's just like everybody's gonna draft Julio Jones the first So I think I actually changed my mind now. Um I I do have to agree with you. Um Saquon Barkley is my dog. Oh okay. Well um yeah just <clears throat> just something about um they did get some offensive line help for him and he's now healthy and i just see big things for him <laughs> hello Hello? Hello? All right. Okay. Okay.